Winnie here. It's great to have you with us. We have some exciting projects in the works here at KSR. We are lucky to have received a grant to make a podcast for National Science Week in August. So watch this space. Some fun stories are coming. Now for today, we have a story about a little sea rat who goes on a big adventure to the spring. We hope you like it. Bye. A sea rat and the spring. Why Rat Left the Sea On a sunny morning early in spring, a brown rat peeked out from behind a broken crate on a wharf, and his eyes nearly popped out of his head. What he saw was the ship that had been his home all his life, sailing away from the wharf. He had often gone ashore to poke around the warehouses, but he had never before missed his ship. Well, now I've done it, he said sorrowfully. The ship's left without me. Me too, said another unhappy voice. Rat jumped up on top of the broken crate and saw a scrawny old grey cat sadly watching the same ship sailing out to sea. That's my ship, moaned the cat. I was chief rat catcher, and they weren't polite enough to wait for me. What am I going to do now? Rat knew the old cat well. He'd played many a trick on him on board ship. No wonder they sailed without you, said Rat. You haven't caught a rat or a mouse for years. But now I've nowhere to go, said Cat and two big tears rolled out of his yellow eyes. I don't know why I should worry, said Rat, feeling just a little bit sorry for Cat. But I suppose you could always get on another ship. There's one over there. I hadn't thought of that, said Cat, a little more cheerfully. I suppose one ship is as good as another. That's a good idea. What about you, Rat? Will you come on board too? Rat thought for a moment, mainly about cats on strange ships. Then he made a big decision. I don't think so, Cat, he said. As a matter of fact, I feel like a bit of a change. I've been a sea rat ever since I can remember. I think I'll stay here for a while and see what I can see. Well, that's up to you, said Cat. I'm afraid I'm too old to feel like changing my ways. You might like it ashore, though. They say there's nothing like spring in the country. With that, Cat walked away, leaving Rat sitting on the crate. And so the little brown sea rat took to the land, at a time when new sunshine was bringing changes to the whole countryside. What a lot he was going to see, 
especially as he had never seen the world beyond the waterfront. At first, he didn't know what to do, but he scampered away from the wharf as quickly as he could. He hopped across a railway line, jumped up onto the station platform, and settled down in a dark corner under a seat with an old cheese sandwich to make his plans. Rat goes to the country. First there was a rumble, then there was a roar. But it wasn't until there was a toot toot that Rat knew it was a train and was brave enough to peep out from under his seat. He hadn't had many ideas yet, except about eating his cheese sandwich, but when he saw people climbing aboard the train, he made up his mind at once. If I am going to try living on the land, he said to himself, I may as well go and live right in the middle. As the train pulled out of the station, Rat scuttled along the carriages, being careful not to be seen, until he reached the luggage compartment. Then he took a flying jump and made himself comfortable among the suitcases. For a long time, Rat watched the world go by through a gap in the door. He saw only buildings and houses and streets and chimneys and buses and cars. And he wondered if that was the country. He counted chimney pots until he got to 64 and then he fell asleep. The train went on, clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. A lot of clickety-clacks later, the train went <coughs> so loudly that Rat, who had been dreaming about the old grey cat, woke up with such a start that he jumped himself right off the train through the gap in the door. Oh, 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 he shouted as he bounced five times and skidded down the embankment. For quite a long time, Rat just sat there, straightening out his whiskers and his tail and his ears and carefully giving all his bruises a little push to see how much they hurt. Considering I don't jump off trains every day, he said to himself, I don't seem to be too badly knocked about. But where am I? I can't see any of those chimney pots that put me to sleep and I can't see any houses and there are certainly no ships. I wonder if this is the country. I suppose it must be. Now, what was that cat said? Nothing like spring in the country. Spring. Spring. I wonder what a spring is. Twenty times bigger than Rat. Rat stood up and looked in one direction. There was fresh green grass and a clump of trees. Rat looked in another direction and there was a clump of trees and fresh green grass. Rat looked in another direction and there was fresh green grass and a small white animal standing quite close to him. It was twenty times bigger than Rat but it was only small because, of course, Rat was very small. 
Hello, said Rat. What are you? What a silly question, said the white animal. Don't you really know? No. Well, you'll have to guess. I like guessing games. But I can't guess, said Rat, a little embarrassed. You see, I'm a sea rat and I've only just arrived. I'm a lamb, silly. Come on, I like guessing games. What's that one over there? Rat looked up and said, I wouldn't be sure, but I think that's a big white tree. Lamb jumped up and down and danced around, laughing and laughing till the tears rolled down its cheeks. When at last it could speak, it ran over to the big white tree and in between baas and has said to it, Mama, this funny rat doesn't know what a lamb is and he thinks you're a big white tree. Can I play with him? The sheep said, Bah! and went on eating. Don't laugh at me, said poor rat. I know I have a lot to learn. Anyway, I expect you've never seen the sea. What do you mean the sea? said lamb. There, you don't know what the sea is, said rat, feeling a little happier. But it doesn't matter. Would you tell me how I could find a spring, please? A spring? said Lamb in surprise. Yes, of course. There's one on the other side of the hill. It's quite a long way, though. Ah, said Rat. Well, that's where I'm going. Won't you stay and play with me? said Lamb, who was quite disappointed. Well, I'd like to, Lamb, but I came to see the spring, so I guess... I'd better be going. Thank you for your help, Lamb. That's all right, said Lamb, and stood there and watched Rat head off towards the hill. Mama, said Lamb, he was a very odd rat. Bah. <laughs> Some advice for Rat. Rat didn't really want to leave Lamb because he rather liked having friends. But he decided that after he had found the spring, he would return and perhaps play a guessing game or two. Now he had a long walk ahead of him. It was really only about a mile, which isn't very far, unless you are a rat, and then it's about 25,000 footsteps, which is really too many to think about. He went a little way thinking about each step he took and sometimes thinking about the next one, but he didn't think about much more than that. He just looked at the world around him, at the trees and the grass and the flowers which he liked especially much. Sometimes he looked at these with his nose, which made him sneeze. So what with walking and looking and sneezing, he soon became just a little bit tired. He was about to sit down for a rest when he heard a bird singing. Rat had never heard birds sing like that before. Hello, said Rat. I like your singing. Do you? replied Bird, not that he really cared whether Rat liked his singing or not. You know, you don't look like any kind of seagull that I've ever seen, said Rat, trying to be polite. Well, Rat, 
Do you think that could possibly be because I'm not a seagull? Oh, I hadn't thought of that, said Rat. You see, I've always been a sea rat and I've never been in the country before. What kind of bird are you? A blackbird, of course, can't you see? said Blackbird rather sharply. I suppose you're not foolish, but you do sound like it. You'll have to learn about things like this or you'll be going around calling all sorts of things all sorts of things and that will get you nowhere. Well, I do know where I'm going, said Rat, embarrassed all over again. You see, I'm on my way to find the spring, but when I heard your song I just had to stop and say how nice I thought it was. That was very kind of you, said Blackbird, who thought he sang rather well himself. But don't let me keep you. I will give you one piece of advice, though. If you're on your way to the spring, mind out for bees that go buzz, buzz, buzz. Thank you for the advice, Blackbird. What are bees? asked Rat. You don't know much, do you, Rat? said Blackbird, getting impatient again. Well, you'll find out soon enough what bees are. I haven't time to stop here talking. With that, the Blackbird picked up a worm and flew away. Rat nearly called out to ask what the wriggly thing in her beak was, but he stopped because he didn't like people thinking he was foolish all the time. He wasn't really foolish, it was just that there were such a lot of things he didn't know about. Bees, said Rat to himself. Watch out for bees. I wonder what bees are. I'd better watch out for them anyway. Rats and Rabbits and Butterfly Habits What a lot there is to look at, thought Rat. He remembered what it was like at sea, how there were waves in front and waves behind and waves to either side as far as you could see. He was really very happy with his holiday and he enjoyed every new thing he saw. He was curious about all the tiny insects flying around in the air. He liked the smell too. It was fresh and sweet, and he sniffed at this one and he sniffed at that one so much that even his nose started to get tired. That was the only thing that bothered Rat. It was so easy to get tired. You see, when you're as small and as close to the ground as a rat is, even the grass seems like tall trees, and a rat who is trying to find a spring simply cannot go in a straight line. What with dodging and twisting around this stalk of grass and that tree and this flower and that stick, Rat's journey was more like two miles than one. Rat jumped up above the grass and saw that he was only just at the foot of the hill. He decided that if ever he was to reach the spring before dark, he'd better hurry along. And what with thinking about things and deciding to hurry, he ran bump into a... Mimble grovelling up oil spluttered Rat, with his mouth full of leaves and dirt. He spat out the leaves and shook the dirt out of his eyes and turned around to apologise. I beg your part. That's funny. There's no one there. Rat turned around twice before he discovered a hole in the ground. Just a little bit scared, he went to the edge of the hole and called out. If you're down there... I'm very sorry I bumped into you, but you needn't be afraid. 
I'm only a sea rat and it was quite by accident. From down the hole, the only reply was a thump, thump, thump. Well, if you live in a hole, you're probably a rat like me. So why don't you come up and say hello? called Rat. There was a scuffle and a snort and up popped the head of a rabbit. Rat indeed, it snorted. Who'd be a rat if they're that clumsy? I'll have you know I'm a rabbit and proud of it. Why don't you mind where you're going? I said I'm sorry, said Rat. You see, I was in a hurry. I didn't mean to startle you. Then I forgive you, said Rabbit. At least you're polite, even if you do have a very dirty face. What a pity to be in such a hurry. No one should be in a hurry on a day like this. I'm going somewhere, explained Rat. But there's nowhere better than here. Enjoy the sunshine, Rat. Stay and enjoy the sunshine. Thank you, but I can't, said Rat. You see, I'm looking for the spring. Is it much further? You mean the one over the hill? asked Rabbit. Well, that's it. Then it's not much further, said Rabbit. But I can't think what you want to go there for. There's everything you want right here. Fruit in the orchards, oranges and mandarines. Just the feast for a rat. What do you want to go to the spring for? I really don't know, but I've come a long way to see it. Oh, well, said Rabbit. Everyone to their own taste, but I hope you're not disappointed. Oh, look, said Rat excitedly. Look, that's the prettiest bird I've ever seen, and it's so tiny. Rabbit laughed and patted Rat on the back. I think that's a very good joke, Rat. A joke? said Rat, puzzled. Yes, about the bird, said Rabbit. It wasn't meant as a joke. But it's a butterfly, said Rabbit. Butterfly settled on a twig just above Rat's head, and in a tinkly, twinkly voice she said, Did you call me a bird, Rat? I beg your pardon, Butterfly. I always seem to be saying the wrong thing, but I've never seen a butterfly before. I've always lived at sea. Oh, said Butterfly happily. Never mind. I've never seen a rat before either. But then I've never been a butterfly before. I've only been a butterfly since yesterday. Is that so? asked Rat, puzzled. Then what were you before yesterday? A caterpillar most of the time. But I changed into a butterfly. It's the warm weather, you know, makes everyone feel like a change. Don't you feel like a change, Rat? Yes, I do, replied Rat. That's why I came here. I'm going to the spring. Are you? said Butterfly. Are you going to fly there? No, said Rat. I can't fly. What a pity, said Butterfly. It's such fun. And away she fluttered twisting and turning with her brightly coloured wings, so cleverly that Rat and Rabbit looked at each other and both said, at exactly the same time, I wish I could fly. If you want to fly, try. Rat said goodbye to Rabbit 
and ran off after Butterfly, who seemed to be flying in the direction of the spring. But Butterfly was much too fast, and before long Rat had to stop and catch his breath. What are you puffing for, Rat? said a tiny voice. Rat looked down and saw a tiny spider right beside him. Hello, young spider, said Rat. As a matter of fact, I was following a butterfly to watch it fly, but I couldn't keep up. I didn't see you standing there. Of course you didn't, said Spider. I've just landed. Rat opened his eyes very wide and asked Spider if he meant he could fly. Of course, said Spider. I'm an aeronaut, you know. Oh, what does that mean? asked Rat. Well, like I said, it means I fly. Or rather, I have flown. I don't think I'll ever want to again. I wish I could fly, said Rat. How do you do it? You haven't any wings. Easy, said Spider. I just climb up a tree, spin some silk threads and let go in the breeze. I could have gone as far as I liked, but this seemed like a good place to settle. So I just ate up my parachute and landed. Nothing to it. Remarkable, said Rat. Perhaps I could do it. Well, I suppose you could try. Climb up on the branch of that tree and have a go, suggested Spider. Rat was quite excited at the idea of flying, and he scrambled up onto the branch. I'm ready, Spider, he called. What do I do now? Spin some silk threads, called back Spider. There was Rat, sitting on a branch, trying to spin silk threads without any idea of how to go about it. He tried and tried, but nothing happened. How do you do it? he called out. Put your foot in your mouth and pull out a thread, shouted Spider. Don't be silly, I haven't got any threads in my mouth. Perhaps you're not made properly, called out Spider. Well, I've got fur all over my body, suggested Rat hopefully. Would that do? It might, said Spider. Give it a try. Throw yourself into the breeze. So Rat gave it a try. Thud. Ouch, complained Rat. It didn't work, said Spider. Have another try. I think I'd rather not, said Rat, rubbing his new bruise. It hurts too much. Never mind, said Spider. Perhaps you were never meant to fly. It's a pity, said Rat. It would have been much easier than walking up the hill. There's nothing like spring in the country. It seemed a very big hill to Rat. He ran for a little way, then he walked, then he walked very slowly, then he hardly walked at all. By the time he reached the top, he had to tell his legs that every step was the last one before they would move. Tired as he was, Rat felt very excited at the thought of seeing the spring he'd come so far to find. But when he peeped over the top, all he saw was a water hole with some gum trees growing around it and lots of pretty flowers. Oh dear, said Rat. 
all that climbing and I can't see the spring at all. I hope I haven't come the wrong way. Very slowly, he started to walk down the slope. He noticed a loud buzzing noise all around him, and it seemed to come from the flowers. Rat wondered what these buzzing things were, and he poked his head right into a flower to find out. Bzzz, said the bee. I beg your pardon, said Rat. Bzzz, 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 said one bee, and another bee, and another bee. Oh no, said Rat. That sounded like buzz, buzz, buzz. Watch out for bees that say buzz, buzz, buzz. That's what Blackbird told me. Buzz, 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 said twenty bees. Then a hundred bees. Then too many bees to count. Rat thought he'd better be going, and he started to run. By now there were a whole cloud of bees chasing poor Rat. One stung him on the nose, and one stung him on the tail. Oh, oh, oh! Yelled Rat. I will jump into the waterhole. They won't be able to get me in there. Buzz, buzz, buzz! Said the bee. Oh! Said Rat, and splash went the water as Rat tumbled in. Poor Rat, he didn't much like swimming at any time, especially in this cold water. And he was a very sad, coughing, spluttering rat as he climbed out on the other side. To make things worse, when he shook the water out of his ears, he could hear someone laughing very loudly. Looking up, he saw a large brown bird sitting on a branch, with his head back and his beak open. He was laughing so much he was nearly falling off his branch. "What are you laughing at?" said Rat crossly. But the bird didn't answer; it just laughed some more. Rat thought it was quite the rudest bird he'd ever seen. "It's very rude to laugh," he said. "Who are you?" "Kookookookookabara," laughed the bird. "And I beg your pardon, but it was very funny seeing you jump into the spring with all those bees after you." And Kookabara began laughing all over again. "Did you say jump into the spring?" said Rat thoughtfully. "Don't tell me that waterhole is a spring." "Of course it is," said Kookabara. "Oh no," said Rat, almost in tears. "Don't tell me a spring is only a waterhole." That silly cat! As though I'd want to leave the sea and come all this way just to find some more water. Silly, silly cat! What silly cat? said Kookaburra. The cat on the ship explained Rat. You see, I'm a sea rat, and the ship sailed without cat and me. And the silly cat said, "There's nothing like spring in the country," so I came to find it. This made Kookaburra laugh even more. Nothing like spring in the country, he chortled. That's a good one. And now, do you think this waterhole is what he meant by spring? Well, yes, said Rat, quite puzzled. Isn't it? No, of course not, laughed Kookaburra. Spring means this time of the year. 
it happens after winter, when the days get warmer and everything wakes up and grows again. Haven't you noticed the birds singing and building their nests? And the new leaves and the new green grass and the wild flowers? Yes, I have, said Rat, and they're very nice too. And what about the insects? laughed Kookaburra. You've noticed the bees, haven't you? They're all signs of spring. Well, goodness me, said Rat, and he started to laugh too. Do you know, Kookaburra, all the things I've enjoyed most since I left the sea are the things you've been talking about, and I didn't even know they were what I was looking for. Yes, the old cat was right after all. There's nothing like spring in the country. Rats and more rats. Hello, rat, said a squeaky voice, and looking around, rat saw another brown rat looking at him. Hello, he said. Where did you come from? Oh, I live over there, on the other side of the bank. I'm a water rat. We have a lovely home under that old log. Why don't you come over and meet everyone? Rat thought this quite the nicest suggestion he'd ever heard. He looked at his new friend and said, Well, uh, well, yes, I would love to. Come on then said the water rat, and walked toward the old log on the other side of the bank. See you later, Kookaburra, said Rat. See you later, Rat, said Kookaburra. Enjoy spring in the country. And he laughed and laughed and laughed. Thanks everybody for listening to The Sea Rat and the Spring. We hope that you enjoyed it. And as Gwynny said in the introduction, we have been really lucky to receive a grant from Inspiring South Australia to create a podcast for National Science Week this year. So that's coming up in August and we'll be busy putting together hopefully a really fun podcast for you all to listen to, something a little bit different. So we look forward to sharing that with you soon. Bye.